time. I don't know how long this one is, but probably over 15 minutes. Nope, it's only 10 minutes. A special report on exactly what is happening in Iran. Welcome everybody to Full Spectrum Survival, only here on YouTube, bringing you headlines and breaking news from around the world, information that matters to you and your family. Last night here on the In American uh, Timelines, we caught word that there was an attack happening on Iranian military infrastructure and positions in the uh, Iranian countryside. We saw video, maybe from uh, some open source intelligence agents on the ground there, of the drone attacks and other attacks taking place. We saw the oil refineries on fire. We saw the jets overhead that are still in, uh, undescribed as exactly who were positioning themselves. Was it the Iranians or was it some uh, France jets or maybe some coalition jets overhead there? It's still an unknown, but what we do know is that Israel coordinated with the United States of America attacked Iranian positions. Now, as soon as that started happening, we saw different members of the Iranian parliament and different members of their government there scrambling to lock down areas inside of Iran. Uh, we saw some video of an explosion and an earthquake that was measuring, I believe it was a 5.6 on the Richter scale as soon as the explosion took place. There's still a lot of unknowns, but from the open source intelligence data gathering that we do here at, uh, on channel on full spectrum survival, as well as some, uh, some of the analysts that we follow that are working in and around the Middle Eastern countryside, we see that this is going to be the start of a larger event, one in which Iran will likely follow through with some sort of retribution against Israel and against American counterparts. And we can expect to see a ramping up in the Middle Eastern war. Now, when we started looking into exactly why this was happening and what sites were hit, it looks like Israel and Iran were hitting against sites that were maybe providing some sort of aid to Russia in Russia's war with Ukraine. This gives further uh, evidence to the fact that we are in a world at war. This isn't just a Russian-Ukrainian war. This isn't just a Chinese-Taiwan war. This is not just an Iranian-Israeli war, not just an Israel-Palestine war. This is a world war. This is a coordinated effort between opposing nations to fight against each other economically and militarily. We see destructions of social contract, as you saw with recent Iranian revolutionary measures. Uh, we see uh, the complete abolishing of the uh, social order in different countries. We have the war taking place in Russia and Ukraine and the real threat that we are going to see a widespread multinational naval and full mil uh, military conflict in and around the South China Sea. So I just want you and your family to know what is happening and to know what to do to get ready. Immediately, we checked the radiation monitoring stations around the uh, countryside there. We didn't see anything that was too, uh, too crazy. But what we do know is that this has the potential to cascade into a nuclear event, really on at least two out of three of the fronts. The Russian-Ukrainian war has a high degree of potential of cascading into a nuclear event and the uh, Iranian and Israeli conflict 
most likely will release some amount of radiation into our atmosphere. There's really nothing else that Israel can do at this point in time. They have already tried to sabotage the development of nuclear weapons in Iran. Uh, we've already seen the United States uh, work together with Israel and other countries working to sabotage their efforts. <clears throat> We're past that point. Now you're to the point where Iran has enough enriched uranium that they have the capability to make several nuclear bombs if they haven't already done so. Just because they haven't tested them doesn't mean they don't have them in production, especially some sort of uh, other radiological device, maybe not a conventional weapon, but some sort of other device that is capable of releasing radiation or contaminating different areas. So you really need to think about how you'll prepare for uh, some sort of radiological event to take place across the USA, maybe even across the world. What happens there? We know after we saw what has taken place in Fukushima in Japan, we know that the powers that be, those in control of the world, will continue to allow the earth to be poisoned for the next 10, 20, 30, 40,000 years. When you look at the half-lives of different forms of radiation that were in the Fukushima plant and the measures that they took there, you can see that they don't want a global uprising against nuclear power. If they do, that's going to cause another measure of the social order to break down. So they just let it, uh, they just allow it to happen. They let it happen. We see that the uh, events taking place in Fukushima will continue to poison our food, our oceans, our earth for years, decades to come. So what can you and your family do? One, you remain aware of these events. We didn't feel the need to post a breaking news uh, alert last night uh, in the early a.m. of this morning, actually, because it just wasn't continuing. We saw the attacks taking place. Even some maybe misinformation, I wouldn't say it was purposeful disinformation, but maybe some misinformation on exactly what was being targeted. But it wasn't anything that was just continuing to go further and further and further. What we have happened here is sort of uh, unlike the Russian and Ukrainian war, where it is just a uh, building of, of conflict. And then there's always going to be that next stage in the uh, tempo of the theater. In the Iranian and Israeli war, this is a uh, more of a tit for tat. Uh, you know, Israel will attack Iran, Iran will do something here, but it will lead to a larger event here in the near future. So just remain aware. Information is your ally here. Even disinformation and misinformation allows you to make educated guesses on exactly what you see, uh, see happening. You can make your own uh, theories on what you see happening, what the next stage of this will be. Maybe you'll elevate your own uh, threat risk level, your own risk assessment as you think about going out to major events, as you think about, uh, you know, maybe traveling. Maybe you had a, a travel off seas or, you know, offshore and you'll re, uh, reassess those events. Maybe you'll start including things like a nuke alert uh, inside of your backpack or your uh, purse so that you can remain aware of local radiological events, local nuclear events. Uh, getting up to date on your pectin, uh, making sure that you make a purchase of pectin, some anti-diarrheals and some uh, things that can cause diarrhea in your first aid kits. Those are the things that you can do in this stage of the preps for Iran and uh, Israel to pop off. 
this was just a little bit of a, uh, a first alert here on the channel. I hope that you guys will continue to monitor what is happening there. Know that this is part of the larger world at war, but it's not uh, something that's going to cause you to have to act tonight. It doesn't have as large of economic and social uh, global world order implications as Russia and Ukraine, because Russia and Ukraine threatens to spill over into Russia and Poland, Russia and Germany, Russia and Latvia, uh, then China and Taiwan, China and Japan, China and South Korea. So we just don't have as much dependency on the uh, Iranian administration staying in an administrative positions. Whereas we do have a dependency on the South China Sea, a dependency on uh, Russia and oil across the world. So we do continue to monitor this, and I hope that you and your family will remain aware as well. From my family to you and yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by each one of you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for continuing to uh, look out for the community, talk to other people. Make sure that if you go through the comment list and you see somebody ask a question, they'll put the word question first. If you have an answer to that question, you can save their life. And that is no small feat. That is an absolutely huge, on a, on a magnitude that you can't even understand, just taking two minutes out of your day to talk to somebody else can save their life. Maybe you tell them that they need to start carrying a self-defense tool. Maybe you tell them, uh, you know, how to sex a chicken or how to determine, uh, you know, when you're, uh, chickens are going to start laying their eggs, what they can do for, you know, off-brand or off-market food production. There's just so many different things you can help people do. And, and getting back to those basics with people who are just getting interested in preparedness is really important. Kelly and I had a lot of people ask recently, Brad, why don't you go here and uh, disseminate the information? Why don't you go there? Because we are interested in reaching an audience that not necessarily knows it all. Because I'll admit fully, as I hope that you would, we none of us know it all. We have speculation and we have an understanding of certain skill sets and things that we can do, but we don't know exactly what's going to happen in geopolitics. We don't know exactly what's going to happen with the economy. If we did, if we were that good at fortune telling, well, we wouldn't need to look anywhere else or talk to anyone else, would we? We'd be Scrooge McDuckin on our piles of gold and cash. But that's not where we are. So we all have things to learn. Please take a little bit of time out of your day to help people in the comments when available. From my family to yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. Nene downstairs with the dogs. Oh, we got another uh, full spectrum survival, who I nicknamed the Prepper's Warning. And this one is 19 minutes and some seconds. Hope you enjoy it. And to the news that you need to know, headlines from America and around the world brought to you every day here on Full Spectrum Survival, only on YouTube. The time for war is here shoot fast and aim for their heads those are the types of warnings that are being given to our people in the service people in the military in america 
and in Western open Pacific allied countries as they prepare for war with China. According to a U.S. four-star general, the timeline has moved up considerably. He says that we must prepare for a massive war with China, a military uh, debilitating war with China in the next two years. I hope I am wrong, says General Mike Minihan, who heads the Air Mobility Command. He wrote this in a leadership uh, memo to roughly 110,000 members. He says, my gut tells me that we will fight by 2025. The letter was dated for February 1st, but it was sent out a little bit early. The concern is there. It's there at the highest levels of the U.S. military over a possible attempt by China to exert its control and pressure over Taiwan, a country in which China claims sovereignty. A direct quote from NBC and other outlets on the general's warning follows now. U.S. general predicts war with China, tells officers to prep by firing a clip at a target and aim for their head. He lays out his goals of preparation, including the building of fortified, ready, integrated, and agile joint force maneuver teams that are ready to win inside the first island chains in this fight. The signed memo is addressed to all Air Wing commanders in Air Mobility Command and other Air Force operational commanders. It orders them to report all major efforts to prepare for the Chinese fight by February 28th. During the first month and second month of this year, he has directed all personnel to fire a clip into a seven meter target with the full understanding that Unrepentant lethality matters the most. Aim for the head, he says. He also has ordered all personnel to update their records of emergency contacts. You know, this goes hand in hand with some of the write-ins that we have seen, uh, members that have emailed us here on this channel, active duty service members, who have said that they have family members, uh, you know, getting ready for this war. Some say that their life insurance policies have gone up by hundreds of thousands of dollars. Others have said that they are experiencing what they can only describe as pre-war readiness in the military. In March, this, uh, this leader has directed all of his personnel to consider their personal affairs and whether a visit should be scheduled with their servicing base's legal office to ensure that they are personally legally ready and prepared. What he's basically telling them is get your will in order. You might die for your country. Minihan has urged them to accept risk in training. He says run deliberately, not recklessly. He writes and then later added in, if you are comfortable in your approach to training, then you are not taking enough risk. Now, I want you as a person in preparedness to think about these warnings. Take what he is saying to other people in the service to your own heart. Make sure that you are increasing your threat detection risks, uh, your risk assessment. Make sure that you are doing your own training. If all you can use is knives and clubs, then you better get out there with something and train with knives and clubs. 
but you have to remember that enemies all over the world, people that are looking to do your uh, do harm to you and your family, wrongful attacks, they will likely be using some sort of projectile weapon. And so there's that old saying, all it takes is a knife to get a gun, all it takes is a gun to get another gun, a better one. And so you have to think about that. So even if you don't plan on using a projectile weapon, you have to be ready to use them. You have to familiarize yourself with NATO uh, weaponry. You have to familiarize yourself with possible Chinese uh, use weapons. You have to familiarize yourself with possible European weapon types, knowing how to get through jams, knowing how to uh, quickly clear uh, you know, uh, different parts of your weapon. Know these things because if you're comfortable in your training, as the leader in the military has said, you are not taking enough risk. He has also provided a very uh, thin window into one capability the U.S. is considering for this possible conflict with China, commercial drone swarms. He has directed the KC-135 units to prepare fully in, quote, to deliver 100 off-the-shelf size and type UAVs from a single aircraft. One of these spokespersons has confirmed in a statement Friday that the memo is legitimate. This is an authentic internal memo, uh, memo from General Minihan. It was addressed to his subordinate command teams, the uh, confirmation has said. His order builds on previous years' foundational efforts by Air Mobility Command to ready the mobility air forces for conflicts should all measures of deterrence fail. In your own preparedness, are you understanding of and trying to mitigate uh, conflict? Conflict mitigation is a huge part of you not getting shot, of a family member not getting taken out. You see, now in our current assessment of risk across the world, you remember, I'm sure it was just, what, 10, 20 years ago? The cops didn't walk around with bulletproof vests, did they? No, because they didn't need to. You go back 60, 70, 80 years, the cops only needed, what, six rounds in their wheel gun? Well, you go back a little further, and a lot of times they only needed a club. Threat and risk mitigation is always dependent on the assessment of how dangerous the lives and time that you are living in are. And so because you live in a time where there is a real risk to you and your family actually just going to the grocery store, you have to assess that potential risk and you have to take the necessary measures to mitigate that risk. Conflict de-escalation is a huge part of that, not getting into a conflict. I keep saying it over and over again, Somebody is road raging you, they're flicking you off, just give them the wave. They're like, oh, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. You don't have to be sorry. That's your mitigating of getting into a larger conflict. We watched a video recently of people uh, coming out from a drinking establishment. One of them was armed. They got into a conflict, and now, uh, you know, because maybe they said something bad, maybe they threatened something, you had a whole bunch of bodies on the ground. Kelly and I watched another video recently of a road rage incident in Florida. This, uh, these two people were going back to back, uh, you know, road raging out against each other. And one of them had a child in their car. I can't remember if both did. 
at the end of the day, two people got shot. Mitigate your risks. Reduce conflict. It's not always better to fight than flight. The Defense Department Press Secretary Brigadier General Patrick Ryder has said in a statement, the national defense strategy makes it clear that China is pacing, is the pacing challenge for the Department of Defense. And our focus, United States of America, military and allies, remains on working alongside allies and partners to preserve a peaceful, free, and open Indo-Pacific. What the United States military is saying right there is they have been given the standing order and they will continue to use it to be the top dog in the Indo-Pacific. They will keep the supply chain open militarily. They will keep the old status quo. But what is left unsaid is that the war that is coming will destroy everything that you knew. A top Republican in the United States Congress has said just today that the odds of a, excuse me, just yesterday, that the odds of a conflict over uh, Taiwan with China are very high. This was after the general caused a great degree of uh, uncertainty in the military with that memo warning that the United States would be fighting China within the next 24 months. 100 weeks. What if I told you right now, you have 100 weeks to get ready. You have 100 weeks until you and your family get no more medicine. You have 100 weeks until you and your family have no more supply parts for your air conditioner, for your washing machine, for your microwave. Maybe you're rich enough that that doesn't matter to you. And you'll say, well, I'll get it from somewhere. I'll, I'll be importing it at six times the price as it moves from China to a European country. Finally, it will get brought over here into America. And yeah, sure, I can afford my $6,000 microwave, my $6,000 uh, you know, washing machine repair. What if I told you you have 100 weeks until the life and the world that you knew was over? The memo was dated for February 1st, but as I said, it was released early by Minihan. He heads the Air Mobility Command. 110 thousand members saying that they need to get ready aim for the head train harder i hope he is wrong i think he is right though says mike mccall he's the chairman of the foreign affairs committee in the u.s house of representatives he told a reporting outlet that he thinks that the general is right mccall said that if china fails to take control of taiwan bloodlessly that is without a blood dripping conflict then China is going to look at a military invasion. And in this uh, affairs judgment, we have to be prepared for this. The odds, McCall says, are very high that we will see a conflict with China and Taiwan and the entire Indo-Pacific. Today's tip for you here on the channel, what I'm going to do is every day, I'm sure that you have seen at the bottom of each video, we're doing uh, full spectrum survival preparedness tips. Things like, uh, you know, running without electricity, uh, you know, stopping people, people from choking, things that you can do in preparedness. In videos, I'm going to go over previous preparedness tips. So we're gonna talk about those. Today's preparedness tip is a Faraday cage. What is a Faraday cage? It's a metal cage that 
is used to distribute a charge, an electrical charge, around the caged products instead of damaging those products inside. Now, we really don't know the power of how, uh, the magnitude of how powerful an EMP device from China or from Russia will be. Even from North Korea, they can detonate a nuclear device in a way that it will knock out your electronics. Creating a Faraday cage distributes that charge around the products. And so we hope it won't affect them. Now you really have to uh, apply the adage two is one and one is none, maybe four is one and one is none to this level of uh, preparedness. So if you have communications equipment, the second one, if your fourth one, goes in the Faraday cage. What can you do to build a Faraday cage? There's lots of different things you can do. Depending on the severity of the charge, maybe even just wrapping something uh, you know, in cardboard and then wrapping that cardboard in a Mylar bag, maybe that would be enough. You need to pr provide a buffer. So if you watch how electricity works, think about a lightning bolt, right? So a lightning bolt comes down from the sky and hits a car. It doesn't necessarily fry the people in the car because it's distributed. It goes through the tires and goes into the ground. That's basically what you're trying to do. You're trying to insulate the things inside of it. And so you're going to use something like, and, and remember a car is metal. So let's use that, uh, that theory of the lightning bolt. The car is metal distributes everything. So if you put your, let's just say the cheapest way to go about it, right? Let's say you and your family go to uh, Lowe's or go to Home Depot or go to a, a farm store and you pick up a galvanized metal trash can. Okay. Now you have the car. You put the galvanized metal trash can on top of a rubber tire. Now you have an insulation from the ground, right? You put your contents, uh, you, you wrap the inside of that with cardboard. Now you have a non-conductive material between the metal cage of the car and the contents inside. You provide an air gap. Now, a lot of people are going to just put things right in the, in the trash can and that might work. There's nothing, we, we haven't been able to test this, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on a large scale in a real world EMP threat that would say that, yeah, that will or won't work. What we know is that you have to provide as much stable distribution of that charge as possible. And so you have your metal cage, your car, your trash can on top of a rubber tire. Maybe you can do something like a yoga mat. You can't get a rubber tire. <clears throat> okay, so now you have a yoga mat. Inside of your trash can, you have a uh, cardboard lining. Now you have your products buffered from the metal trash can using a non-conductive material. We hope that that will be enough. <clears throat> Think about how and what you will need to protect. Is it your mother's, your grandmother's, your father's uh, oxygen generator? Is it an insulin pump? An extra one, of course. Is it uh, you know a backup cell phone? Where you say, well, Brad, well, what does that matter if the backup cell phone is protected, but everything else goes down? 
what you still have right at your disposal is one of the largest feats of humankind technological advancements. You have, in many cases, a, a compass. You have maps. You have a way to record yourself. You have a right way to record the events around you. There's so many things that that cell phone can come into play for your survival. Plus, you can download all, all sorts of books and things on it. It really matters. So you have a cell phone in there. You have uh, a couple of two-way radios. And you say, well, what does that matter? Well, now when everybody else is, well, let me tell you, an EMP is going to freak the world out. Not having power and, and no chance of it coming back is going to send a lot of people over that very thin line of the edge that they were holding on to their humanity, their morality. When people get hungry and their children are hungry, they will kill you for your food. A lot of people don't understand this. A lot of people don't want to believe this. Now, that isn't to say that, that Granny Sue next door, she's going to come over like some ravaging, uh, you know, angry monster and come banging her walker at your back door trying to take you out. You know, a lot of people will just perish as they're hungry. A lot of people will get into depression. A lot of people will have anxiety. But some people, the people who could be predators but aren't today, will be the predators of tomorrow. And so those two-way radios matter because then as somebody's going to get water, because do you think your water is going to work? Nope. As some, what about your well? Nope. So where are you going to go to get water? You're going to have to go to a local water reservoir or lakes, retention ponds. Are you going to be able to filter that water? Well, hopefully, like me, you have a gravity filter, and so it doesn't rely on electricity. But as you go to get water, having radio communication with your family or your friend or your neighbor or whoever it might be back in your house, that might matter to life or death. So think about these things. Please get ready. Take time now to get prepared. From my family to you and yours, please stay safe, remain vigilant, and keep watch. This week's Full Spectrum News is brought to us by you, by all of our members on Patreon. Thank you guys for supporting our outreach. If you see somebody with a question down in the comment box, Please answer their question. If you have a question, please leave the word question first, and other people can go and help you. Make sure that if you're looking for long-term food storage, you check out nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS. They have long-term food storage, diet resetting, uh, gut bacteria resetting diets, a whole plethora of different things that you can think about once you have your pantry stocked. That's for when you need to throw something in your backpack and run. Use the code FSS15 to get 15% off there. Also, check out contingencymedical.com. Use the code FSS10 for a discount there. Most of all, stay safe and keep watch. <laughs> that was the Prepper's Warning Full Spectrum Review. Uh. I'm looking for gas mask. I got four humans in this house. Found two gas masks from my dogs. I don't know if they'll fit. It's a lot to think about. It's 
scary times ahead, black family. Keep your head on a swivel. Be safe out there.